has a lot of facets, though. I'm glad. Well, my heart's been blessed by the good singing, the music. That's that's my kind. I like it. I was, I was raised on it. When I got saved, I thought I was supposed to forget it. And it just kept lingering there. So I just, I just took the old instruments that I had and uh, just changed the tunes and just kept on playing. Thank you all for your good music. That's outstanding. That's, uh, that's not... Uh, I've eaten so much supper I can't get this thing fastened on my belt. So y'all pray that I can get this fastened on my belt. I can't even see the belt. I'll just put it in my pocket. It's been a real privilege to be here. I've uh, I always enjoy. I've got to be. This is my second time, second year to be able to come. And uh, as I said last night, there's some places that I don't want to go back, but there's some places that I sure look forward to going. And this is one of those places. And uh, let me say something to you, church. Don't don't let the devil have what you got. I can assure you, I've preached all over this country and I'm about wore out. But uh, where the where the freedom and liberty in the Holy Ghost, that puts a bullseye on you from the enemy. Don't let the devil have what you've got. See if the devil could tear up this church, who would have already done it? If he could. The devil, somebody said, boy, the devil tore that church up. Well, he might have instigated, but he didn't do it. He don't have the ability or the power to tear up a church. But what he'll do, he'll get into the individuals, and then he'll instigate, and they'll tear it up, and he'll sit back and laugh at it. So don't let the devil have what you've got. It's a wonderful thing to be around where you can feel at home, sense the liberty of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing like that. And I thank God for it. Thank you for uh, the good place to stay, providing uh, for me. Uh, whoever put that basket together, thank you. And I never had eaten candy corn and peanuts together in a quart jar. But I've only got about a half a pint of that left. And, and uh, that's, that's why I can't fast. I can't, we won't go any further there. But uh, thank you so very much. And uh, I look forward to seeing you again in the future. I want us to open our Bibles tonight to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And pray for us. We'll, we'll be traveling home after the service tonight. We'll stop back by the motel and change, and then we'll travel on in. And uh, so you pray for us. The Lord keep them dear out of the way. And uh, we, we can get home safely, okay? If you ever over in the Crossville, Tennessee area, over in Crossville, Tennessee, Liberty Baptist Church, if you're going down 127 out of Jamestown, right before you get to Interstate 40, 
about a mile before, a mile and a half before you get to 40. We're on the left right there in a great old big curve. You'll have to slow down uh, to get around that curve. We're right there. If you're ever down in that area, area stop in and see us. We have our midweek on Thursday night. And uh, so uh, just keep that in mind if you're ever down there. Thank you, Brother Rick, for allowing me to come. I want to read beginning in verse number 1, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now you know that first chap, uh, chapter 4, beginning in verse number 13, is some of the most familiar verses on the rapture of uh, the saints, the coming of the Lord in the rapture. And uh, we, we know that text very well. And the Bible teaches us that we're to comfort one another with those words. And I'm seeing more and more what verse means. That we're to comfort one another concerning these things. And as time progresses, the situations get worse. It comforts my heart to know that this ain't all there is to it. That the Lord is going to come for us. And you know, I believe this. I believe He's coming soon. And uh, But if you'll notice in... Verse 1 of chapter 5, there's a connecting conjunction. The little word but, and it simply means that what he's going to say is a continuation of what he's been saying. And then he says in verse 1, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, he's talking to the church, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Now, as we're reading here, I want you to look at the we and the us and the ye, and then notice the they and the them. I'm glad I'm one of the we, us, ye crowd. I used to be one of them, but I'm one of us now. Isn't that wonderful? Notice what he says in verse 3. Verse 3, For when they say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. I'm glad I'm not of them and of they. Verse 4, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Does your Bible read like that? If it don't, get you one that does. He says in verse 5, Ye are the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. I'll leave off reading there. 
These are very, very important scripture for us today. Even though this text was written over 2,000 years ago, nearly 2,000 years ago, we realize that it's inspired by the I Am. It's inspired by the God of heaven. And what He said then, He was already in today. Because He's the I Am. And what He gave Paul to write just wasn't for the Thessalonian saints, but it was for latter day church saints. We need to understand that. Now I want to preach tonight on watching and waiting. Watching and waiting for the coming of the Lord. Watching and waiting for the coming of the Lord. Father, thank you for what you have said to my heart tonight through the good music you've stirred my heart. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the blessing of being saved. Thank you for the family of God. No greater family than the family of God. I pray now that you would help us. You know our physical need. You also know my spiritual need. I recognize my inabilities, my inadequacy, my insufficiency. But I'm glad that Paul said God is our sufficiency. And Lord, I pray that you would help us tonight and uh, I stand where no man can stand alone. And I pray you may use your word tonight to be a source of encouragement, inspiration, maybe even enlightenment as uh, we look into your scripture tonight. Have your will in your way. Put it in our hearts, Lord, that your coming is drawing nigh. And we'll thank you Deal in the hearts of the unsaved, and for whatever is accomplished, you will get all of the glory for it. For it's in Jesus' wonderful and precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated now. As we look at this text tonight, we find that the Lord Jesus, through the Apostle Paul, was telling the church uh, of the Thessalonians, He said, you all who have been saved, he said, you are not of the night any longer. He said, you are the children of the day. And you're not the children of the night. We are the children of light. We are not the children of darkness. It goes without saying that the children of the day and the children of light can see more and the children of the night, and the children of darkness. That goes without saying. I'm glad that you and I, that saved by the grace of God, are the children of the day. And we know more about present day events than the smartest people in the world. That's the children of darkness. Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost of God? that dwells on the inside. Can I tell you, we got a book that we can believe right here. And everything about this old Bible is correct. And I'm glad that I've staked my, etern my eternity right in the pages of this old book that tells me about a great God who sent His Son 
and died for my sins. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that. And that Lord who died for me is coming again. My question to you tonight is this. Are you ready for His return? Now, we that believe the Bible and have divided it correctly, we understand that there's two phases of the Lord's coming. We know that He's coming first, not to the earth, but into the air, coming in the clouds, coming in the air, and we that are saved are going to rise to meet Him at the trump of God. Amen. I'm glad that I'm a-looking and a-waiting on that day. Somebody said, Preacher, don't you want him to wait a little? It wouldn't bother me to go to heaven from Glasgow as it would from Crossville. I don't have to go back there to get anything ready. If he wants to come, hallelujah! I'm telling you, and he could come tonight. So, the second phase of his coming is what we call the revelation. The first phase, the rapture. Somebody said, preacher, rapture's not in the Bible. No, but the catching, of the catching away is. And that's the same phrase. But then there's the revelation when Jesus is going to come again and He's going to set up and rule and reign on Father David's throne for 1,000 years. Somebody said, preacher, I don't believe that. Then that makes you an unbelieving believer. I'm just simply saying that that's what the Bible teaches if it's rightly divided. Now, we understand that nowhere in the Old Testament do we find anything about the rapture. Understand that. Where it talks about the coming of the Lord in the Old Testament and in the Gospels, it's never referring to the rapture. Why, preacher? Because no one knew about the rapture till it was revealed to the Apostle Paul. And the mystery of the church was revealed to the Apostle Paul. And the Apostle Paul, God gave him the mystery of the church. And then the church is the one that's going out in the rapture. He's coming for his bride. So when you find the Old Testament writings, it's always dealing with the revelation. But I'm glad Paul's dealing here with the rapture. That day don't have to overtake us as a thief in the night. Somebody said, Preacher, are you a date setter? I've got more sense than that. But I want you to know that we're the children of the light. We have in us the Holy Ghost of God. And the Holy Ghost of God can let us know that His coming is imminent. I say that tonight, and I've been saying that for 40 years, but I say it tonight, and there's more of a witness of the Holy Ghost tonight than it's ever been in 40 years. You know what that tells me, preacher? He's coming, and He's coming soon. Now, I want to look, and I may not get past the first point. I'm tired. You're tired, but I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. But I want to look. i got three points. In case I don't get to the last two, I'll give them to you. The first one is the example of watching and waiting. 
And then the effectiveness of watching and waiting. And last of all, the expiration of watching and waiting. And watching and waiting before long is going to be over. Woo! I want to look at the example of watching and waiting. Go with me to Luke 2. Our, our, our musicians and singers sang a song out of Luke 2 tonight. But I want to talk a little bit in Luke 2 prior to what they sung about. You say, preacher, what are you going to read? I'm going to read about an old man. That was a looking for the same one we are looking for. And his name's Simeon. And that old gentleman is watching and waiting for the coming of the Lord. He's watching and waiting for Him to come as the salvation of Israel. But we're watching and waiting for the same one to come that's coming as the bridegroom for the bride. But I think as we examine O Simeon, there's an example here of how we need to watch and wait for the coming of the Lord. Let me read in verse 21. You folk will preach a preacher to death. I'm telling you, watch this. Look at verse 21. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, listen to me carefully, he was circumcised on the eighth day, but the day that they're bringing Jesus to the temple, it's the fourth, he's 40 days old. Because you'll read in the Old Testament that a woman that gave birth to a child was not allowed to come, but had to come after the 40th day. She came on the 40th day. So Jesus is 40 days old here. the days of her notice purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord what what an amazing statement here they are going to present the Lord to the Lord (laughs) verse 23 as it is written in the law of the Lord Every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Verse 24, And to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. You study Leviticus 1, you'll find out there that the pigeons, the fowls, were those that God would allow the poorest of the poor to bring as a sacrifice. Instead of a ram or a lamb or a bullock, they could bring a couple of pigeons or a couple of turtle doves. Well, this right here lets us know that Jesus was birthed into a very poor surrounding. The rich became poor that we who are poor might be made rich. But I thought about this. Here comes Mary with Jesus and here comes Joseph with two turtle doves. But somebody said, well preacher, what are you saying? I'm glad that they had the lamb too. Yeah, they, hey, they had the lamb, hallelujah. 
They just didn't realize it. But they had the Lamb of the Lambs. I'm glad in the arms of Mary. Here comes the Lamb of God that was going to take away the sin of the world. They may have offered two turtle doves, but a little later, the Lamb was going to be slain on Calvary's hill that the sins of the world could be paid for. So the Lamb was there. Now, I want you to think about old Simeon. Let's read on. Verse number 25. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. Now you got to remember, the Holy Ghost did not indwell Simeon. That did not, the Holy Ghost didn't indwell people until after Pentecost. But it's the same Holy Ghost that was on Simeon that's in us. That's very important. It's the same Holy Ghost that let Simeon know what was going on. It's the same Holy Ghost that can let us know what's going on. Watch this. Verse 26, And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit. Can you see how the, uh, the Spirit is... The Holy Ghost is influencing everything about Simeon and the coming of the Lord. It's important. Verse 27, And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Now, I want us to look and examine Simeon for just a few moments. If this is as far as we get, it's as far as we get. But I think we can receive some instructions from how Simeon watched and waited that you and I can watch and wait. I want to say first of all really get to know the speaking of the Holy Ghost. Just don't take everybody else's word for what's going on. Let the Holy Ghost say some things in your heart. You know what the Holy Ghost will always do Make real the written Word of God. Now, I want us to look tonight at Simeon watched and waited patiently. Now, I don't know how old Simeon was when the Lord, the Holy Ghost said to him, Simeon, you've been looking for somebody. You've been reading enough in the Bible that you know that there's one coming. And that one is my son. 
and Mr. Simeon, I'm not going to allow you to come on home. I'm not going to allow you to die until you have seen that one that you're looking for. I don't know how old he was. I don't really know how old he was here. Some say that he was between 80 and 90. Some say over 90. It don't make any difference. If he was 200, he ain't dying till the word of God is fulfilled that was promised him. And here, Simeon, I can see him now. He's watching and waiting patiently every morning. Every morning. So Simeon may have been a young man. And he runs over to the temple door and he's awaiting. And there was a certain time of the morning when all of those mothers came in. You'd have to study Israel's history to understand that. Certain times of the morning, those mothers would come in. No Simeon standing there. Simeon standing there waiting. He's a looking. And he's awaiting. Somebody said, Preacher, how would he know that it would be the Lord? The same Holy Ghost that told him he's going to introduce him to him. <laughs> Somebody said, Preacher, how do you know you're going to know him when you see him? I've been introduced to him by the Holy Ghost. I won't have to see him with these natural eyes to know who it is. The Jews require sign. We live by faith. And the Holy Ghost of God has already introduced me to him. And I'm going to know him. And I can see old Simeon as he's been standing there day after day, Brother Ernie. And Mama's come in and he says, ma'am, let me hold that little boy. And I see him as he takes that little baby up in his arms. He's waiting on the Holy Ghost to tell him. And the Holy Ghost says, Simeon, that's not him. And he hands him back and said, Ma'am, that's a fine boy. Say, God bless that boy. May God use him. And he's been doing that for years. No telling how many little old babies old Simeon took up in his arms. And he's waiting on the Holy Ghost to say that's healed. See, he didn't have, he didn't know. Are you understanding the importance of being in tune with the Holy Ghost regarding the coming of the Lord? That's not him, Simeon. I see about six months prior to the Lord coming, here comes Zechariah and Elizabeth. Miss Elizabeth, can I hold that little boy? And... Yes. Simeon, that ain't him, but that's his forerunner. <laughs> He's kin to him. Just hang around a little longer, Simeon. It ain't going to be much longer. It ain't going to be much longer. It ain't going to. You know what I'm feeling in my heart tonight? It's the Holy Ghost saying, just hang on. It ain't going to be much longer. Just keep watching and waiting. He's coming. But He ain't coming as a babe. Mary called Him up. But He's coming to catch us up. Now, I see that He watched and waited patiently because He was influenced. He was, I'm sorry, He was endued by the Spirit. My point tonight, and church, listen carefully. My point tonight is you got to be in tune 
with the Holy Ghost. Please. Somebody said, well, preacher, there's some stuff in my life that the Holy Spirit ain't been, ain't been speaking to me. And I hadn't been fellowshipping with Him like I should. You might ought to get that right tonight. Because you don't know how close the coming of the Lord is. I was studying today and I thought the Lord had changed my mind till I come down here and preacher taught me into preaching this message. No, that ain't so. I, I just I, I just I, I just felt like that the Lord may have moved me in another direction because I told you last night I was going to preach on the coming of the Lord. But boy, when I got to thinking about it, got to meditating on it, asked God to forgive me of all of my sins, and the Holy Ghost said, Just go ahead and preach about it, son. Just go ahead and preach about it. I'm, I'm coming soon. The Lord's coming soon. I hope you understand that He's coming soon. I'm too old to be telling you this. If it ain't so, He's coming soon. Are you ready? I see that He watched and waited patiently because He was endued by the Spirit. I watched... I see that he was watching and waiting prayerfully because he was influenced by the Spirit. You say, how do you know Simeon prayed it? Don't say, I can tell you this, you won't get much from the Holy Ghost without it. And something that important, I can assure you he was in prayer when the Holy Ghost said, Simeon, I'm not going to let you die till you've seen the Lord's Christ. Are you praying? Are you praying, church? Do you have a place of prayer? Is, a pray, is prayer a priority in your day? Are you really interested in what God has to say today? Are you in prayer? I'm not fussing now. I'm just preaching. I'm just asking a question. How's your prayer life? Oh, preacher, I used to pray more than I do now. Then you're backing up. How's your prayer life? Well, preacher, I'm busy. I don't care how busy you are. If you're too busy to pray... You're too busy. The most important thing today is knowing for sure what this book is saying about the end times. And you can only do that by being, uh, by being influenced by the Holy Ghost. And you, you won't get much out of this Bible if you're not in a praying spirit. Wow. I sense the Holy Ghost right there. Somebody said, Preacher, I just believe you're just preaching to take up time so you can head home. I'm telling you, praying people know I'm telling you the truth tonight. He's coming. Lord, i got to hurry because i got some things I want to say. He was watching and waiting. Now, hey, I'm talking about our example. He was watching and waiting patiently. He was watching and waiting prayerfully. And he was watching and waiting promptly. Now watch this. Because he was instructed by the Spirit. Look what the Bible says there 
in verse number 27. Notice the wording. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. When? The very day Mary and Joseph was bringing Jesus into the temple. <laughs> Somebody said, what are you saying, preacher? I can see old Simeon. He's old now. Man, his shoulders are stooped. His hair's gray. His eyes are dim. His hearing is dull. Much like me. And I can see him as he rolls out of his little cot. History, history tells us that his cot, his little place that he stayed was adjacent to the temple. I can see him as he rolled out of his little cot. And he knelt down by his bed, them old knees. And the Holy Ghost said, Simeon, Simeon, you might ought to get on up. You might ought to head on up to the temple. You might ought to get your place up there at the door. Because today's the day. You said that can't be so. He came by the Spirit into the temple. I can see old Simeon now. He's been making that trip for years. But I see him this morning. Brother Simeon, Simeon, what you hurry? Are you trying to hurry, Brother Simeon? I'm doing the best I can. Well, why? What, what are you so excited about? Today's the day. Today's the day. Today may be the day I'm going home. Because today's the day I'm going to get to see the Lord's Christ. How do you know, Simeon? I've been talking to the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost has been talking to me. <laughs> Y'all getting any of this? It's real. God didn't put this in here to take up space. He's wanting us to know how we can watch and wait. And I see Mary and Joseph. Here they come with the Lamb. And Simeon takes him up in his arms. And the Holy Ghost said, That's him, Simeon. That's him, Simeon. And I can't, I can't help but believe that old Simeon kissed the Son of God on the forehead. It was a different kiss than what Judas gave him. <laughs> and he picked him up. And something began to swell up in that old heart. <laughs> and he said, Thank you, Lord. He said, Lord, I've got him in my arms now. You fulfilled your word. Your promise is true that he was coming. Your promise is true that he was coming. And I've got him in my arms. If you don't mind, just go ahead and let thy servant depart in peace. I'm ready to check out of here. I've been watching and waiting a long time. I'm tired. I'm weary. But you fulfilled your promise. Can I say to you, friend, one of these days, we're going to hear that trumpet sound. And we know that that promise, His Word, is going to be fulfilled. And we're going to see Him face to face. Isn't that wonderful? I could have preached along these lines 50 years ago and they'd been running the aisles. 
But the closer His coming is, the more apathy I can sense. But I'm trying to tell you, He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. And He watched and waited positively because He was inspired by the Spirit. Now, let me give you just a mention of point number two. I think this is important. Not only do we see the example of watching and waiting, but I see the effectiveness of watching and waiting. The Bible said that Simeon was a just and devout man. Just means how he was in the eyes of God. Devout means how he appeared in the eyes of men. He was just and devout. God seen him and the people saw him. That was just and devout. Why would Simeon live such a righteous life? Because he didn't know when the Lord was coming exactly. He didn't know exactly what day he was going to come. We don't know exactly what day that he's coming. 1 Thessalonians 3 tells us that if we believe he's coming, our love will abound more and more to each other. Could I, could I tell you that you know how to keep a church pure? You know how to keep a church loving one another? It's for them to believe the Lord could come tonight. And then the Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 15 that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. We need to just continue laboring. The coming of the Lord should have an effect not only how we love one another, but how we labor for the Lord. The coming of the Lord should, in this day, there should not be any grass growing under the church's feet. We've only got a little bit of time left. Hey, let me ask you something. How many in here tonight has got loved ones, children, relatives, friends that you don't want to see go to hell? You don't want to see them go to hell. Oh, I can't hardly see you without my glasses, but I'm sure about every hand was raised. Can I tell you, if the Lord comes, they're going to be left behind. We need to get busy telling them about the coming of the Lord. He's coming soon. I preach along these lines on a Thursday night. I normally don't ever do that at church. I normally deal with a series. But God just moved on me to deal with the coming of the Lord one Thursday night. What they was they was a few there, but there's a lady had been coming. Service dismissed. And I ended the service with this. If you walk out these doors tonight and the Lord come, are you ready to go? We dismissed the service. And before everybody could leave, she come running down the altar. She said, I can't go home. I can't go home. I can't go home because if the Lord comes, I won't have a home. <laughs> I can't go home. And she got saved by the grace of God, 56-year-old. Saved. And what I'm trying to say to you is that if you've got loved ones, we better get earnest with God in prayer about their condition. They're lost, friends. Then, he said in our text, these words should bring a comfort to us. The comfort of the Lord should be comforting words. Let me ask you this question, and we're going to close in a moment. Let me ask you this question. To, to, to think 
that he could come tonight. To think and to believe that he could come tonight. Does that comfort your heart? Or do, or, or do you want to say, now I'm just talking to you personally. In your heart, are you, are you saying, no, no, not tonight. Not tonight, Lord. Not tonight. I'm, I'm, it's just not right with me. And you. Not, even though you may be saved, you're saying, no, not tonight. I tell you, if we believe He's coming, and He could come tonight, it should produce a comforting effect in our life. This is important. Then let me close. There's the effectiveness in the example of watching and waiting. Back to Simeon, there's the expiration. Now think about this with me. The older Simeon gets, the more he knows the Lord's coming can't be long. Because the Lord told him he wasn't going to die until he'd seen the Lord's Christ. So the older he gets, every day he gets a little older, a little older, ailments start setting in. He knows from looking in the mirror it can't be much longer. We can look around. The church don't, church don't, we don't operate by signs. We operate by faith. But we can look around. We can look around and we can know that His coming is soon. All you've got to do is study the Scripture. I said this last night, and I didn't. I didn't mean to. Uh, I did. I didn't mean to be arrogant when I made the statement. I don't mean it tonight. But in our country, this upcoming election, you're not going to vote for parties. You're not voting parties. You'll be voting spirits. Either spirit of Antichrist or the spirit of Christ. You'll be either be spoken good or evil. It surfaced. Evil used to be on the back street. It's on Main Street now. Everything that I'm studying, everything that I'm studying concerning the end time. I never have been a prophet, a prophecy preacher. I've studied it for 40 years, but I've never dealt with it. God never put it in my heart. My ministry had been so much just encouraging the church. But for the last couple, for the last couple of months, it's becoming the priority, becoming the number one thing God's putting in my heart. I'm going to tell you, Antichrist, the, the religious church, I'm not talking about the bride. Let me say a word right here. Listen carefully to this. Second Thessalonians says there's going to be a great, there's going to come a falling away before the man of sin is revealed. Hear what I'm about to say. The true church is not involved in the falling away. We as a bride can't fall away. We're in Him. It's Christendom that's going to fall away from the truth. It's not the true bride of Christ. And the stage for Antichrist is being set. I can look and take note that when, there, when that mark of the beast 
is going to be issued in the tribulation period when they're going to have to take the mark of the beast to either buy or sell, I can look and see that right on the table. And the thing about it is the church is going to be gone before that's ever instituted. My people, some of my older folk came to me and said, Preacher, said if we are made to take that uh, COVID-19 vaccine, said, Preacher, you think that could be that mark of the beast? You think that could be the mark? I said, well, let me say this. I said, if it is the mark, you won't have to take it. We'll be gone. And if you do have to take it, go ahead and take it if you're still here because it ain't the mark. That's how much I believe this Bible. But I will tell you this. Listen carefully and I'm done. I know you probably know this. Coronavirus has been around for years. I've got a 2016 can of Lysol that says on it good for the coronavirus. That's four years ago. Coronavirus has been around for years. Why did they change coronavirus this year to COVID-19? COVID-19. Why Why COVID-19? C-O-V-I-D-19. You can find this online. COVID. C-O-V-I-D. Certificate of Vaccination Identification. Certificate of Vaccination Identification. C-O-V-I-D. 19, artificial, A, that's the first letter. I is the ninth letter, artificial intelligence. Now, if you don't think this thing's being set up, and if you don't think the Lord's coming very soon, you need to get your head out of the sand. All that we're seeing is being set up by the Spirit of, of Antichrist. John said in 1 John that the spirit of Antichrist was already in the world. And it is the spirit of Antichrist. And you know why that we're not seeing the church being victorious? Because our spirit, the Holy Spirit, has been grieved and quenched and resisted that it seems like the other spirit is being victorious. And in the world, he's going to be victorious. But we're checking out of here. Do you believe what I'm preaching? I'm trying to get you to understand the day that we're living in. And if we're not careful, if we're not real careful, we'll get used to what's going on And we'll put it on the back burner. That's the trick of the devil. We need to understand that the Lord is coming. The older Simeon got the signs in his own body. Let him know it can't be long. The closer we get what's going on, if you're a Bible student, in touch with the Holy Ghost, you can see It's as clear as can be. We are not the children of the night. We're the children of the day. Are you you ready? 
I don't ever do this. I don't ever do this. But if you're ready, and you say, Lord, I wouldn't mind if you come tonight, would you just lift your hand? Now, I didn't take time to count. You can put them down. My question to you, if you couldn't raise your hand, you might already get to where you can before the service ends tonight. He could come tonight. Heavenly Father, thank you.